welcome to episode 89 of Yins Are Good, the podcast that shares and celebrates all of the good stuff, the good news, the good deeds that are going on out there, and all of those good people who are making all of that good stuff happen. I am your host, Tressa Glover, and I hope you're well. Thank you for tuning in today. Thank you for carving out some time to spend this a little bit of time with us here at Yins Are Good. And, you know, speaking of carving out time, I hope that you've been able to carve out some time to be with those folks that you love, those who make you laugh, those who lift you up, those who make this world a better place. And, you know, if you've been meaning to maybe give someone who fits this description a call or send them a text or send them an email, maybe this is your little nudge to do it. I am thrilled to be bringing this episode number 89 holy heck, to you today. We have notes from our kindness crate. It's been spending some time at the Orbis Coffee Shop in Mount Lebanon, and folks have been sharing their notes for a week or two now. And there actually will be a special guest accompanying me as I read and share all of those notes with you. Hmm. And we have Don here waiting for, anticipating his next round of Name That Neighborhood. His excitement is palpable. I know it. And our featured guest today is Brandon Short, co-founder of the Carly Short Better Tomorrow Foundation. Now, those of you who are college and or professional football fans, most likely familiar with Brandon, Uh, He was an All-American at Penn State and went on to play in the NFL. Brandon founded this foundation along with his wife, Maureen. And it is in honor of their daughter and her unborn child, whom they lost to gun violence in September of 2021. And through this foundation, they started a scholarship fund that assists students who have been affected by gun violence. It's incredible that as they are navigating their tragedy, they are finding ways to help others along, to lift others up and give them hope. And our conversation is one you do not want to miss, that's for sure. And if you have a story of kindness, of goodness, Tell us about someone you're grateful for and why. Send us an email here, please. You send it to yinsaregood at gmail.com. You know I'm going to share it right here on the show. What do you think? Should we get to all of this goodness? Let's get to the good stuff. So here we are with our kindness crate. But as I said, a special guest joining me. This is so fun. (laughs) So, hello. So, the special guest is my sister. Hello, everybody. It's Debbie. She's applauding for herself, by the way. (laughs) Um, Whom I have mentioned on the show, but she's here. Debbie Glover Joswiak. Welcome. Hello, everybody. Thanks for having me. (laughs) So we're here and we are at Orbis, you know, our fave coffee shop here in Mount Lebanon. And we're sitting here outside. They have a little back area with some tables. And we've opened up the kindness crates. Yay, my first kindness crate experience with reading the comments. Absolutely wonderful. I'm so glad you're here. I am very glad to be here. It's a beautiful night out here. Yeah. And I am thankful that I'm part of this because it's very inspirational. Thanks. You're welcome. So we've re- we actually haven't ne- read all of them. We're no, gonna see what no. happens. We're just gonna we're gonna take turns. No, and we're gonna stay on schedule. We're not gonna talk about everything in the entire world. <laughs> but we're gonna stay. 
we're gonna stay focused. Yes, it's, it's true. <laughs> and uh, and so yeah, so this crate, and for those of you who may be listening for the first time, it's a little crate that I've made that has made its way. It's been to some elementary schools, some high schools, to small businesses like Orbis. And people leave it on their counter or in a classroom. And then whenever folks feel like sharing something, they write down a note. And as we say, was there a time when there's an act of kindness that made your day or your life better? Is there someone you're grateful for? Anything like that. And people just drop a note and there are a bunch it here. Is, it, there has been a plentiful reply this time. It's yes. truly, I'll use the word again, inspirational. It's really neat. So let's start here. Okay, I will start. While driving here, a driver stopped traffic to let us make a left. Much appreciated when in a dire need for coffee. Oh, <laughs> that's good. my, very good. Okay. Oh, okay. My mom brought me a bouquet of my favorite flowers, forget-me-nots, when I was feeling sick and she put them on my nightstand. That's Aww. kindness. That's sweet. <laughs> I have two here actually from Emerson who is five years old. So one says, someone helped me when I fell and then somebody played with me. Sweet. Oh, okay, well, this is a good one. I was driving my 18-month-old ba baby down Route 28 when I saw a tire roll past my car. My tire. <gasps> a gentleman stopped and changed it in the middle, parentheses, literally, of Route 28. Wow. Oh, my God. Uh, that's kindness, like all caps, kindness. That's a big... <laughs> And can you imagine seeing the tire and then and realizing and it's she yours? And she had her 18-month ba oh baby in the car. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, oh, my. I felt kindness when my neighbor took my trash cans out for me. That is. Oh, that that's is. good. Oh, knowing that this project exists has brought happiness to my day. That should be on your website. Look at that. <laughs> Look at it. That's beautiful. Oh, that's beautiful. Nice. All right. And so now we have Mary who wrote a very kind person. Let me dig up their 12 year old fig tree that they were giving away to plant in my garden. Oh, my. oh very nice. nice. That's those are nice trees, too. OK, this one is written by a child. But how touching it says, Addie, let me win the game. That's pretty much sums up probably best friendships in the making right there. That's cute. And here, okay, I have one that it's it's like an origami cube. <laughs> this is amazing, actually. Oh, so let's see. And this commitment. is, I'm serious about this. Oh, wow. How do you even, okay, if you're listening, if you want to send an email and let me know how, how you did that. It came apart easier than I thought, actually. Oh, and there's a picture. It says... My friends helped me celebrate my 23rd birthday this weekend. And there's oh a great picture my. of a cupcake that they drew. That's awesome. Okay. Oh, you know what? I'm going to let you, I'm going to hold this up and you can read this one. Oh, wow. what is she doing? She's taking Here, control. You read that one. <sighs> okay. It says, love and miss you, Tressa. You've made my life better. <gasps> Yay. Patrick. Cannon. Patrick, by the way, is now artistic director of Little Lake Theater oh, in yes. Cannonsburg. Yes. Apparently he was at Orbis one day. And saw oh my that, gosh, got that's out so... his pen, clicked that pen a few times and said, <laughs> I know exactly what I'm going to do here. <gasps> that's awesome. That's great. That's sweet. Okay, so do I get to read another one since I gave you mine? Uh, okay. <laughs> I have a bumper sticker that says, honk if you're a goose. Every time I hear a honk and turn around and I see someone smiling, laughing at it, it makes my day. And that's from Sam in Mount Lebanon. That's great. So if you're out there, honk when you see that bumper sticker. <laughs> oh, we have Daniela who wrote, my friend is very kind to me and always lets me borrow her things. And I'm very grateful for that. Now, I didn't realize that was in your pile because mine, it's odd that they came up at the same time. Yeah. Mine is, my friend Daniela gave me a hug, exclamation point, from Dylan. Oh so they God. wrote kindness messages for each, for each other, other at the same time. That is great. I love that. 
All right. Oh, oh, another one from Dylan. Now we don't oh. know if it's the same. Uh, yeah, we don't. So, but let's see. Oh yeah, maybe the handwriting looks a little different. We don't have it. So who knows? Uh, we don't have a handwriting expert, expert here, here. But we can bring one in. But no, that's not in the budget yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, my friend Kiera always gives me a hug before I leave her house and it really makes me feel special. Uh, my friend fed me a donut and then gave me her old switch and now we play Animal Crossing together. Her old switch and a donut, mm, that's a BFF right there. Do we need anything else? I, and there's even mm -hmm. like little hearts and moons written all over this one. That's really nice. I'll never forget the time my three-year-old threw a tantrum at a diner. She was screaming and crying the whole time. I was so embarrassed and starting to cry. Then another mom came over and immediately hugged me and said, it gets easier and that I was doing great. It's not much, but to a mom getting told you're doing great is everything. And see, that took a lot of, that person took pause and said, you know what, I'm gonna to try to help it out because those of us that have been there know mm -hmm. that at that moment, you don't feel like you're a good parent at all, but we gotta to, got to stick together. We're all in this together. Yeah. Do you want me to end with this one, considering the weekend coming up, or do you? Sure. Okay. <laughs> On December 23rd, 2022, a massive maple hit our Mount Lebanon house. Oh my. Crushing the roof, master bedroom, and deck. On the same day, pipes burst in the kitchen and we had no operating kitchen for three months. Oh. We also got COVID. The Mount Lebanon community came to the rescue. 40 people brought meals and gifts. My neighbors did a meal train. It was incredible acts of kindness for months, all in caps. First of all, kudos to you for surviving all of that. Yeah. And major kudos to your friends and neighbors and family, because that's really what that is all about. It could happen to any of us at any time, those kinds of things, but yeah. helping each other in those situations in the way that people need to be helped is the best thing. Mm. Wow. Considering the weekend approaching, I thought we would end with this one who, and this is obviously written by a child with very one, a, a beautiful little smiley face that he or she wrote, but also a smiley face inside a heart, which Ooh. that just does it for me. And in, in childlike writing, it simply says, I love my mom. Oh. Now that'll get you right that in the will. right. What is it? Right in the feels. That'll right get you the right there. <laughs> wow! Oh. This was. I'm so thankful that you let me do this. Let you. This oh is my fun. Gosh. I'm so glad that we could do this. And it's a like I said, it's a beautiful it's a night. Beautiful outside night. It really is. There's just kindness everywhere. In a world that's kind of crazy, there's kindness everywhere. Yeah. And thanks to Yins are good for reminding us how much Aww. kindness there is in the world okay. all the time if we just stop and listen or create it ourselves. And thank you to all of you who took a moment or two oh, right. to share some things and to all of the folks that you told us about. Mm -hmm. Oh, right, right, right. Yins are good. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> She's good Jen. at this, isn't she? I hope I can come back and do this again. Yes, I hope so too. That kindness crate's always gonna be open and full. Thank you. I'm, I'm proud of my little sister. Aw. I am. It's so nice to meet you. I I also want to tell you that I was at Penn State when you were. Okay. And watched you play. Well, so, so what did you major in? I studied theater. We have, a, we, had a great, we have a great theater department. Isn't it wonderful? I it was I loved it. And I loved, you know, I'm from Pittsburgh originally, <clears throat> but I wanted to go somewhere where because I knew the theater department would be really tiny and you know, not a lot of people, but I wanted to go somewhere where I could meet different people, different kinds of people, go to football games or go to other types of things, you know, and still have that too. Yeah. And it was I loved it. Man, it was a great, great experience. I mean, I love that's why I still I serve on the board of trustees today. Uh, um, that's awesome. I love Penn State. I love what it does for, it's done it for me and done for others. And, um, you know, how it just lifts up so many communities. You know, we, we, we have um, 24 campuses throughout the Commonwealth. In a lot of places, those those campuses are beacons of hope and opportunities in that area, specifically in the Keysport. 
you know, where we have Penn State Greater Allegheny. And it's, it's an economic driver for the area. And it's so, thank you so much for your time today. I'm just. I'm happy that you just taken, like, you're giving me the opportunity to spend some time together and just, like, get to know each other and talk about how we can help um, students affected by gun violence. Yeah. So could you please just first tell us a little about you? Well, I, I'm, I'm currently a portfolio manager for a real estate private equity firm um, based outside of New York City. But the, uh, most people know me as a former um, NFL player. So I played um, seven year career at NFL with the Giants, Panthers and finished my career you know, at the Giants. But at, at my roots, I'm a, I'm a Pittsburgh boy. You know, I, I grew up um, in McKeesport, PA. And like most most people that grew up in the key sport, you know, I was Steelers, Pirates, Penguins, and even it's a four letter word now for me at Penn State. But when I grew up, I was a, a Pitt fan. Oh, um, what? <laughs> yes, right. yes. In, in, in my youth and ignorance. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for clarifying. I, 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 was, a, I was a Pitt fan. Um, but yeah, and, but I was, you know, as I mentioned, I was fortunate enough to, you know, got a football scholarship. Uh, to go play at Penn State and was fortunate enough to play for, you know, a coach, you know, Joe Paterno, who cared more about my development as uh, a man than as um, an athlete. So mm -hmm. it was always like in, ingrained in, in all of us that, you know, you got to have the ability to see past your nose, see how the decisions that you're making today are going to affect the rest of your life. And, you know, that, that one day you're going to be a former, you know, football player. And mm. you know, you have to leverage those relationships to to have a successful career. So you know, I went to Penn State, was two time captain at Penn State. Uh, they got drafted to the Giants, and as I mentioned, a seven year NFL career. You know, after my career in, in NFL, did a year of broadcasting at CBS and Sportsnet New York, and went to Columbia Business School. And after mm. Columbia, um, I accepted a job at Goldman Sachs in the real estate investment banking division in New York. Um, then took the road less traveled, moved with Goldman to Dubai in 2012 and lived in Dubai for four years. Um, oh my. Then moved to London um, in 2015 and lived in London for six years and recently returned to the U.S. in 2021. Um, I'm currently a member of Penn State's Board of Trustees, and I can honestly say, short of being a, a father and a husband, um, that's the most rewarding thing that I do, you know, giving back and having it, making an impact on people's lives there. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, and that's it. This is where I am. <laughs> that's it. That's all. <laughs> well, a couple of things. And how wonderful, too, like you're saying, to get to give back in that way through the school where you went, but then, you know, that just that automatic connection, be, being able to do it through Penn State. And yeah. they, 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 uh, Penn State is one of the largest economic drivers in the state of, of Pennsylvania. We're like one, like one and a half billion of economic activity to the state. And we have an $8.6 billion budget. Um, we have 24 Commonwealth campuses, where so you know there's everyone there, there's within 25 miles there of everywhere in the state of Pennsylvania there's a Penn State campus to offer like upward mobility through what we're trying to offer affordable education within 25 miles within 25 miles there's every there's a Penn State campus located within 20 miles of everyone in the state wow. And so now, as your as your story continues, but could you tell us about your daughter, Carly, and how this foundation came to be or why you started it? I mean, Carly was uh, my oldest child. Um, she was the light of my life. You know, she was 26 years old and um, five months pregnant and and. Um, 2021, you know, we suffered the most you know, devastating thing imaginable. We lost Carly and you know, her unborn child to a senseless act of gun violence. The the pain that you know I feel and that our family feel is you know really hasn't you know subsided. Uh, and we struggle. 
but like Carly would do, we, we wanted to try to weigh, find a way to turn something that was extremely devastating and negative, you know, into a positive. Um, and through being on Penn State's board, I understand that there are a lot of kids out there that struggle with affordability and being able to go and achieve their dream. And through, through education, you, know, you can do you can do anything. But through dealing with this tragedy, you know, I saw that there was a lot of organizations out there that, like, say, want to say, like, gun control, assault weapons ban, all things that are very positive. But I, I hadn't seen very much to support the, the victims and the people that are dealing with the fallout from gun violence. And when I say victims, like if you've seen it, if you've heard of it, if you've been around it, you are still a victim. You're you're, you're traumatized. And, you know, with the scourge of gun violence across Amer uh, America, you know, that every day 110 people are killed, you know, with, with, with guns. It's the leading cause of death amongst minors, you know, in, in our in our country um, mm -hmm. that it's everywhere. And the, the people that are dealing with that like need support. So um, my wife and I, you know, decided to start the Carly Short Better Tomorrow Foundation. And, you know, our mission is to provide scholarship dollars and emotional and mental health support for students who have been affected by, by gun violence. Hmm. I know it's a very big question, but how are you and your family doing now and do you have any thoughts or words for folks who may be listening who are in a similar situation as you as yourselves? I guess my my children my, my, I have two other children, a seven year old daughter and a five year old son, and you know they're they're traumatized. You know they've, they've lost their sister, um, and they're so young, and it's difficult you know for them to sort of cope and we're working on like getting them mental health support um as well um for me it's a uh, i've lost my my oldest daughter you know i would much rather have, been, have lost my life than see my daughter so it um mm -hmm. i mean it really hurts and um what we, we started this foundation to try to channel that energy you know, into something positive. And, you know, for anybody out there listening that has lost someone and is going through the same thing, you know, through something similar, just don't be afraid to to lean on people. Um, don't be afraid to, you know, get help if you need help. And, you know, if you can, you have your strength. You know, that, you know, I was always told, like, a pastor told me that life is a test, you know, and God doesn't give you anything that, this, that you can't handle. And if you're dealing with something and you're able to, to persevere, your test you know, can become someone else's testimony. And you know, mm -hmm. they, it, it becomes a testimony. And whenever else someone else is dealing with this, with this, they can say, you know, if, if Brandon and his family have dealt with it, or if someone else see other people, they've managed it, they figure it out, maybe, you know, I, they, we can figure it out too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And uh, speaking of the foundation, or I should say speaking more of it and what your goals are with it, what well, are you doing with it already? Initially, the, our, our, our plan is to start and being very targeted. And like I'm a business person and you start at home and what you know best and what I know best is Penn State. And what I'd also know is McKeesport, you know, my hometown. So there's a, a Commonwealth campus called Penn State Greater Allegheny. It's It's in my hometown of McKeesport, who, who is being ravaged with gun violence, um, to start offering scholarships there. Um, and then, you know, at Penn State Gray Allegheny for students affected by gun violence. And then once, you know, we built out our infrastructure, we expanded to other Commonwealth campuses at Penn State and then expand beyond Penn State, you know, nationally once, once we grow. But you know, mm -hmm. our, our initial plan is to start in, at what I consider home is um, at Penn State and the key sport. And there's a lot of people in, you know, in that at Penn State Greater Allegheny and then in the key sport area that could use our help. 
And hopefully, you know, that this is, you know, provide some hope and opportunity for some kids that may, you know, may need a little bit of, of, of a helping hand. Yeah. And so the foundation was founded last year, correct? Like yes. 2022 was the first. And then you, I know you were able to raise, or at least from what I've just learned, but that you were able to raise a lot and, and provide some scholarships already for kids. Yeah. Can you tell us a little yeah. about that. So, so the, the, the way that the, 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 the scholarship works is that we, um, we are endowing scholarships so that, you know, every you know, $100,000 that we can raise um, is $5,000 for a student, you know, forever. And then when the student, they graduate, then it rolls over and it goes to another student. Now, we were able to have commitments of $600,000 last year, but the money comes in at over over different times. So last year, we were able to this year, offer three scholarships that are endowed in, in, in perpetuity um, to students affected by gun violence. Oh, that's incredible. And the students, are they from, also from the McKeesport area or students who want, who are going to attend that branch? So, so it, it, the, the endowment goes through the university. And so I, my family and I have no control over who gets the scholarship. We just set a criteria and, um, the criteria is, it's very broad when it comes to gun violence. You don't have to have been a victim yourself or had an immediate family member, but just have been affected or been in the periphery of, of gun violence. And you just have to have financial need in need of financial aid and have to be a sophomore. So second year, you know, in, in, in school, okay. uh, the three scholarships we gave, you know, last year, one was a young lady who was a direct, victim of gun violence herself. She was shot you know, multiple times. Um, she's, a, she's a sophomore you know, at Penn State now, and she's a leader you know, on campus, and she's transferring to University Park next year. Um, one Another was a student who was on the basketball team at Penn State Greater Allegheny, and his father um, was shot many years ago and was a paraplegic. He actually transferred from, from Penn State Greater Allegheny to a school in upstate New York to be closer um, to his father. But, you know, he's mm -hmm. an amazing kid, a business major and, you know, working on you know, getting his resume together and him going out to take over the world. Mm -hmm. And the third was um, actually a victim of gun violence himself as well. Um, he he um is not an American citizen. He moves, you know, from Egypt, you know, with you know, with his family to you know, achieve the American dream, and unfortunately was a victim of gun violence. But you know, he recovered. Um, he's an information technology major, which is a little bit over my head. It's not my wheelhouse, but <laughs> I, need, I need help. I actually call him up. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, but I mean, they're they're all great kids with great with a tremendous. Uh, amount of potential and you know hopefully you know they 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 can go out and make an impact on the world life-changing it's life-changing yeah. and have you through the course of this past year since you've started the foundation are there any I'm sure there are many moments or conversations that you've had with I don't know if you get to if you've gotten to, if you've gotten to, well, I guess the IT expert you chat with, but um, if you get to you know talk with the students a bit or their families, but are there are there any conversations or moments that stand out to you overall in this past year or so? So, so I, like with with the the young lady, like I like my wife corresponds with her like on and off, but with the the, the two young men, I have weekly calls with them. So oh. I, I know them, know them like they like very well, and you know those conversations. You know, I mean, we talk about basically everything. You know, what, what's going on global events, what's going on in their lives, what's going on in mine, um, and you know, as as much as you know, I, I would hope I'm helping them. You know, they they help me because you know, I share you know a lot you know with them about you know how I'm feeling and. You know some of the challenges that you know we're facing dealing with this, and you know, we lean on each other. 
Mm. It's funny the the two way street of things that we don't expect. All of a sudden, ev- everyone ends up helping each other, and and sometimes in ways that we don't expect. No doubt about it. You know, it, it, it takes a village, and you know that I'm would like to think that I'm making a positive impact and I'm leading and I want to do all those things and be that example, but everybody needs help and everybody needs support. Um, and, you know, those young men and, you know, and lady, they, they, they support me as well. Hmm. As we're talking for folks who are listening and wondering if they can donate to the foundation or how can they learn more or how do students get how do they apply or are they nominated? How does that work? Any so, of those things. <laughs> so they, they, you can um, make a donation and learn more about um, the scholarship fund and foundation through going to ksbettertomorrow.org. That's KS, right? Carly Short, bettertomorrow.org. Um, um, with the scholarship itself, there's an application process. Um, you know, like uh, last year, um, I believe 24 students um, applied, like three received the scholarship, but there, there were people just weren't aware of it. There are many more students on that on the campus that um, that would qualify. So the, the, they're in once you apply, it goes through um, like the, the scholarship you know committee and the endowment committee, you know, at University Park. And they look at them and they all they make them they make the decisions and they inform me. Um, after they inform the students. <laughs> and I know you you had mentioned about McKeesport itself and how it has has been is being ravaged by gun violence. Could you expound on that a bit and how it's affecting that community? Yeah. Um, in, in 2019, McKeesport was rated the fourth most dangerous place in the United States with violent crime per capita. And, you know, if you live in McKees, if you live in Pittsburgh area, there's no question you see it, you know, on the news regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the challenge is that, you know, I think that like we, all, all the world's problems are based, most of them are based upon economics. People having hope and opportunity and, you know, being able to go out and earn a good living. Um, you know, living abroad, you know, I've seen like the West Bank or Gaza Strip where you have 85% unemployment and you have people literally blowing themselves up, you know, for a cause. And, and but if there was 5% unemployment and people were at work and people were, you know, felt you know, good about themselves, I don't, I don't, I don't believe you would have as the problem wouldn't be as severe. And the same thing, you go to McKeesport and there's 50% unemployment and you got kids that have you know, very little you know, regard for life and because they don't have opportunity. And and I believe that all economic, all the problems, most of the world's problems are economic and those economic problems can be solved through education. That's why providing education and giving people an opportunity, showing them something different that they can you know expand and grow beyond their circumstances is so um in, in important important so all the, the folks at McKeesport high school at the middle school you know they I mean they can they can use all of our help mm-hmm. and I'm thinking about too then as this scholarship program as it's you know getting its legs here that Perhaps as more students at younger ages are learning about it, because it's the campus that's there in McKeesport, and maybe that's providing, you know, some hope for if I if I can get through, maybe there's a chance that, because it may seem when we talk about higher education and how for so many people it doesn't seem attainable, it doesn't seem like a possibility. Yeah, to, to your point, it, it, it's it's about hope. It's about about waking up every day thinking about a goal, and then fo- and then being able to focus on that goal and having support for people that believe in you and that are helping you get there. That you don't need to turn to like streets, so you don't need to turn to gangs, and that you can see something beyond your circumstances. You know, like un- unfortunately, like for and fortunately, like for me, 
the only way I saw people make it out of my environment where you got a football scholarship or, or like or the not make it out. The only way I saw people like do either got a football scholarship or you went to like the streets. And I was fortunate that we were like grandmother and, and family members that like pushed me and helped me and a bunch of people around me that may have given me opportunities when I didn't even deserve them. Um, that, mm-hmm. And, you know, fortunately, you know, it worked out. But it, it's it's not just being an athlete or a drug dealer. You know, like I'm a portfolio manager at uh, for a real estate private equity company. You know, I was at an investment bank. There, there's so many opportunities. These like the kids that are growing up in these traumatic areas, like once they find a goal, they're able to persevere and excel like far beyond other other people that haven't had to deal with those traumas because the, the because they've become resilient. They understand how to deal with a challenge. So there's so much opportunity there with all these kids, but they just don't, they haven't seen it. They don't, no one around them has seen it. So they haven't been exposed to it. So it's about exposing these kids to as much as possible and, and supporting them and, and giving them the support that they need to try to, to, to achieve their dream. Mm. And I'm thinking now, I'm, you know, I'm just thinking about other, other ways and, and getting into, as you're saying, with the education and with, you know, the kids at the younger levels, how we can all help, you know, that's just what my brain is starting to do, you know, how, and, and to assist with that and with hope and with possibility. It's just, yeah, it's, mm. it's, don't forget about it. I mean, it's Mm. like, like we see like news stories about McKeesport or other places that are dealing with similar areas that don't have jobs. But like invest in education, you know, like we like it's 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 much cheaper to invest in a school than it is in a prison. You're going to we're going to have to make that investment somewhere along the line. So it's just cheaper to educate than it is to incarcerate. But but we're but society is going to have to deal with it in in any on, on either end. But it's, it's challenging for you know politicians to have the, the foresight um and to to make that and make those type of investments because they're not instant gratification you don't see instant results and you know that so it, it, it's important to to take, take a long-term view and invest in education and then for for people that, that are willing to give their their time and their talent to go in and speak to these kids and show them that there there's something, bigger where we're we're all part of the society and if there people grow up and you know and they become criminals then we're all in danger and we all have to deal with that but people grow up and they become like functioning performing can people contributing to society we all benefit from that you know as well Mm -hmm. to your point of going in and talking to them and speaking to them i think the power of that of you know as real people, adults going back in, because you think about for all of us growing up, the we remember there are certain people, certain moments, and they may not even realize the impact <laughs> that they ended up having, but how powerful that is to spend your time talking to, connecting with people, you know, with a, at a young age. That's just, I, I, I think that's just such a good point anything that anything that, that that you can do or like to you have a talent then share that talent with, with with young people and I know we all we're all busy and we all you know have to to work to make time to do that but it it, it is it's tremendously rewarding whenever you know you, you know, have a mentee or have someone that you can see you've actually had an effect on their lives. And like I said earlier, like with, with the, the Better Tomorrow Scholars, like it, I get as much from them as they as I believe they do from me. It's beautiful. Thank you for for what you're doing in the midst of what you and your family are are going through, and what an example you are of really trying to lift others up who you know are in the same, you know, or a similar situation 
and, you know, kind of turn around and say, okay, let's, how can I help? It's, it's so special. And would you, is there anything else you would like to tell us about Carly? I mean, she was amazing. She was so kind, giving. If she, if she loved you, she would give you, give you the shirt off of her back and she would defend you, you know, till, till the end. Um, it was just the light of my life and the light of so many other people's lives. And it's just so sad that, you know, she's gone. And like for anyone out there, like don't take you no know, moments with your loved ones for granted. Because you, I mean, they, they tell, tell the people that are around you that you love them, tell them how much you mean to them as much as you can, because you never know, you know, it doesn't, they, they could be gone. You know, it doesn't even have to be gun violence. It'd be a car accident. It could be anything. Nothing that tomorrow isn't promised. So make the best of it and try to help people while you're here. You certainly are. You and your wife. And I'm and I know I am keeping you all in my thoughts and really grateful for everything you're doing. And I appreciate your time today too. Thank you. And I, I appreciate what you're doing. So it's, it's yes, how what you can do to help you're, you're doing what you can do to help you're using your talent, your platform to magnify a message of hope and a message of you know, supporting people. So please thank you and you know, keep doing what you're doing because it, 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 it will make an impact. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Don. Hey, Tressa. <laughs> How are you? I'm um, good. Thank you for asking. How are you? Oh, peachy keen. Are you? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We're here <laughs> to name some neighborhoods. Oh, is it that time of the week again? It is. I know. You weren't right. expecting it. It's mm. a surprise. Although I did want to mention before we get started, because we, we do need to give a big thank you shout out to Brandon Short and Maureen. Four, we were invited to go to their gala they had on April 29th for the Carly Short Better Tomorrow Foundation. Mm. And what an incredible evening. And just, well, I, it, it was fun, too. I mean, we were dancing. We were. Oh, yeah. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. And, and was uh, Brandon and his wife could not have been nicer. Oh, my goodness. Um, it was a lovely, lovely evening. Yeah, it really so. was. For such a good cause and such oh, good, good people. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Well, Don. Yes, Tressa. I'm going to give you your neighborhoods. All right. Because let's just do it. Because let's rip the Band-Aid off. Pretty much. Right now. <laughs> McKeesport. Uh-huh. Or McKees Rocks. Oh, okay. Now, long-time listeners, long-time listeners. You're doing it. We'll know that. Don DiGiulio is from McKee's Rocks. Uh-huh. Um, but also, I couldn't help it. McKee's, McKee, yeah, okay. Sure. Uh, I do want to, I'm going to say this right off the top, because it's not included anywhere, that both of these towns were named after men with the last name of McKee. McKee, yep. Yeah, it is true. It's what, uh-huh. it's what you might think it is, in fact, true. Uh-huh. Unrelated to each other, as far as we know. No way. McKee's Port... Or McKee's Rocks. Okay. You're going to be so happy. There's only three. There are only three. Yeah. Statements of, of fact. fact. Hmm. Let's do it. Number one. The well-known trail in this neighborhood spans eight miles and is part of the Great Allegheny Passage. McKee's Rocks. Oh, no! I just thought a trail would be in the rocks and not on the port. (laughs) The port sounds like there should be a boat. I guess. No, and there was, and that's what it was named after, actually. Okay. Because it was a port. Mm-hmm. On the Monongahela and the Akagani, as a matter of fact. Ah. Uh, but yeah. 
Okay. It's okay. Well, it is the Steel Valley Trail. Okay. And it spans more than eight miles mm -hmm. and runs from McKees Point Marina in McKees Port. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. To just along Sandcastle Water Park. You might be familiar. I've heard of it. They're in Homestead. We've been. Mm-hmm. We've been. Yeah. And so, as you may have guessed from the name, the trail traverses lands once dominated by the steel industry. Oh. So you have the U.S. Steel Homestead Works, also the Duquesne Works, National Tube Works, which we've talked about before from McKeesport, also traversed by the trail. Now, as I mentioned, it's part of the Great Allegheny Passage. Uh -huh. The Great Allegheny Passage, if you're not familiar, goes from Cumberland, Maryland to downtown Pittsburgh. And it's a non-motorized path that soars over valleys, snakes around mountains, and skirts alongside the Castleman River, Yakagani River, and Monongahela River on a nearly level crushed limestone surface. I love how they described it on that their website, and so that is what good. I've read. It, the, it sounds like you made it up yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. You're welcome. And in Cumberland, Maryland, the gap joins the CNO Canal towpath which creates a continuous trail experience 333 miles long to Washington, D.C. So you can go from downtown Pittsburgh uh -huh. to Washington, D.C. on your bike along this. 333 miles altogether. Okay. The gap itself so when, is about 150. Towpath, though, I have this image like a ballerina that you have to tiptoe for 300 miles <laughs> because you can only use your toes on the towpath. <laughs> that's what that did in my head. John, if, if we go on it, you're going to have to use your toes oh, the whole time without great. question. Without question. And I will document it okay. on film. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let's on go. On film, not on, just, you know, uh, film. color commentary on the, as the we're moving walking. pictures. Oh, or that. <laughs> Number two. Uh -huh. On Thanksgiving Day in 1938. The largest man-made ice skating rink in the eastern U.S. opened in this neighborhood. McKee's Rocks. Hey, there you go. There you go. He's back. All right. You are back. Had you heard of this? No. Did you know about this? Yeah. I, Having grown up there, no. Yeah, so the Rocks Arena. Okay. Opened Thanksgiving Day, 1938. It was located on Furnace Street Extension, which is behind is. the McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah. And the, something, I thought this was so interesting, you know, thinking about it in these terms. So 1938, the rink was a big deal also because it was a source of entertainment and a way for all of the folks, you know, they're coming out from under the very difficult times of the Great Depression. And it was a way that the community people got together and, you know, they felt like they were on the upswing having made it through those times, having this huge ice arena for them to go to. So, and there was a large building on the premises. It was four stories high hmm. and served as ice storage. And it was one big room. Hmm. So basically four stories of for ice. ice. And uh. the ice was just all stacked up on itself and stored in there. And apparently after a flood one spring, it froze solid and took months to melt. Oh my. That's a lot of ice. Yeah. And the arena was open until about 1951 or 52 is when it closed. Yeah. Yeah. I think they could have used some McKee's rock salt to melt that ice. Oh, my. Wow. Yeah. This is why you bring me back every week. <laughs> yeah. You're right. This the is exactly <laughs> why. <laughs> uh, Let's go to number three, shall we? Sure. Okay. Fry Bar, run by Chef LaShawn Espy and business partner Ashley Taylor, is a catering company that prides itself on producing consumer favorites made with fresh quality ingredients and culinary twists and is based in this neighborhood. We're going to give a shout out to McKee's Port and cross our fingers. You are correct. Uh, yes. McKee's Port. True. So, a little history here. So, Chef LaShawn Espy and Ashley, and business partner Ashley Taylor, 
were inspired to become restaurateurs since adolescence from spending time with their grandmother, Ruby Espy, in her kitchen. As they say on this on their site, memories resonate from her retro electric lime green 1970s oven and huge wooden bowl that made daily homemade meals for the family from scratch. Fast food wasn't an option and fresh ingredients were a must. So LaShawn and Ashley wanted to continue the legacy of their grandmother by owning and operating Fry Bar LLC in the Pittsburgh area. And Fry Bar actually they opened up a unique fast casual restaurant concept in McKeesport. However, in August of 2022, there was an incident, a construction company working on the premises hit a gas line. There was an explosion and several businesses lost everything. So they're searching for a new home, but they are still catering. They often uh, cater for events at the August Wilson Center and others. And it's apparently their food is amazing. So, It'd be awesome if they could get that restaurant up and going again, but at least they're still doing the catering, which is so cool. Sure. And let's throw that out to any listeners out there that might want to offer them a little support. That's right. Fry Bar LLC. There you go. Don. Tressa. It wasn't so bad. No, it wasn't. The Battle of the McKees. Two out of three. Ain't bad, bad, as they say. <laughs> Thank you, as always. Oh, you're welcome. Oh. As always. Oh yes. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> and actually, I think I am just gonna wrap up this episode right from here. Oh my. Can you believe it? You're throwing a curveball. I know. A little slider. This episode eighty nine, can you believe it? But we're gonna bring it to a close on this two out of three note. Mm-hmm. And I gotta give a shout out to my sister Debbie. And the kindest crate, how fun was that? And again, thank you, Brandon Short, so much for the wonderful and thought-provoking and inspiring conversation and for all of the work that you're doing at your foundation. Listeners, please do check out our show notes for all of that information. And you know, if you have a story to share... Tell us about some kindness and some goodness that's going on in your life, in your community. Email us, yinsaregood at gmail.com. And until next time, my friends, be Be safe, safe, be be kind, kind, be be good. good. Special thanks to Carrie Ford, the Yajagoff podcast, Don DiGiulio, and as always, for our fabulous artwork, Mike Ravino. 